Hello, family. We want to welcome you to the Wifey and Baby Mama podcast. This is our premiere episode, and we hope that we can come into your living rooms, um, cars, to your homes, and just talk to you about some issues regarding um, blended families. I am Sean. I am the wifey of the um, dynamic duo here. My partner is Shannon. Um, she's the baby mom of the duo. Hey, and we just wanted hey. to, hey girl, we just wanted to talk to you all um, about, like I said, issues with blended families or, or how blended families get along. We just, we just found a topic um, that we thought would be helpful, um, instrumental to making blended families um, better, better, you know, no drama. That's why we have the no drama. Shannon and I have been friends we've known each other for over 20 years and we've never had static you know because we choose to do this for our children it was a choice we made it had nothing to do with the common denominator that we do share which is um our our children's father and that's actually the title of our first show tonight um common denominator so in this episode we're going to talk about how we both met him our experiences with him and and how we came to know each other and get along and how it's just been flowing um we know that there are a million podcasts reality shows tv shows in this day and age so hopefully you know you don't look at this as oh it's just another podcast we hope that this is instrumental in bringing families together and again, if, if you are together, then great keeping it together. You know, we're going to have red line segments every day, which will discuss issues. Um, every, I'm sorry, every show, every week, we'll have a red line segment that will discuss the issues and um problems you may be having. Or you write in to share your stories about how you guys get along, how you blend, how your blended family works. And each um each month, we're going to have a, a red line winner of the wife, WBM red line winner. Of um of every once a month, Shannon. Yes, it is once a month. We will and choose what a winner. And what will they win? And they will win a one hundred dollar gift card. Yay! If we choose their submission, yes, you will get that one hundred dollar gift card if we choose your submission to read on our podcast. Right. Yes. So um, that's something that we'll have, and we'll also have a segment called the fiction fictional family I'm feeling um I'll I'll be responsible for reading the red lines and we'll be debating those or we'll switch you know and Shannon will do the fictional family I'm feeling like I said we'll switch out each week depending on how how each mama was ran (laughs) how the week goes but anyways we hope that you enjoy we're gonna jump into this thing and get started and like I said you know my name is Sean and I'm the wifey of the duo um the first show is going to be the common denominator. I am just a strong black working mom and woman. And um, Shannon and I decided to do this thing. And I'm also the author Yay. of a book um, titled A Love the World Should Know that it will be on Amazon um, on next month. And I have a web page. It'll be www.evetgains.com. So Yay. I hope you guys will support me and get to know us as we come into your homes. Um, Shannon, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, baby mama? Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm just baby mama. (laughs) I'm here for the ride. I'm ready to, um, you know, try to, you know, just let people understand how we work. And a lot of folks won't identify, I'm sure, because Sean and I are unique in in the sense that we have gotten along so well. And people may say, what's your secret sauce? What is this or whatever? I don't know. Maybe we'll figure it out as we're talking, why it worked so organically for us. 
because it did. We didn't have to sit down and go through things. And I know a lot of, a lot of other families do. Um, so if whatever we say <laughs> during this podcast, and as we talk about blended families, not even just about Sean and I, because this podcast isn't really just about the two of us. We want to make it clearly about, you know, blended families across, you know, the the, the world. Even. The world. I was going to say the U.S. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right. The world. So that's where we are. Okay. Well, Shannon. And I'm so proud of Sean and her book. And I'm so proud of you and your ideal and this thing we're putting out to the world. <laughs> Shannon is the brains behind the operation. So her saying she's here from the ride is a total, um, you know. I am here for the ride. <laughs> yeah, it's just totally, totally her being sh- shy. But um, no. Shannon, you were first. You know, you're the first in the picture. So let's hear about yeah. how you met the common denominator. Okay. So the common denominator. Take us back. I will call Buddy. <laughs> I will take you back. And I call him Buddy or B-U-D-D-Y. And if you don't know <laughs> what that means... You better ask Music Soul Child. He will be happy to share what that means. <laughs> and for those of you who know, you know, you know, you know, you know. Anyway, 1986, just graduated from high school. Um, I'm living in the South, had moved here from the Dakotas to be with my father um, and family. Um my parents were, of course, were divorced and separated or whatever. So anyway, came to the South, um, graduated from high school here. Um, naive Dakota Prairie chick. I didn't know much about nothing. Um, so we're out in a parking lot of one of the, the popular clubs in um, North Carolina at the time. Um and if anyone can remember back in those days, you just cruise the parking lot because we weren't old enough to get in the club, obviously. Parking we lot pimping. 20... <laughs> parking lot pimping. You parking got that right. <laughs> right, because we could not get in. So we just ride and you cruise the parking lot looking for guys, guys looking for girls. That's what you did. And so I'm in my car. I drove some big black uh, Oldsmobile something. I'm sure my best friend can remind me of what it was. I didn't care because I never drove it anyway. (laughs) Um, My best friend always drove my car or my cousin, somebody. I never did. But um, so it was three of us, me, my best friend, my cousin. We're all sitting in the front seat because back in those days, the front seat was one long uh, row. And I'm in the middle, um, in the and we're pew. rolling through the parking in the church pew. <laughs> in the middle of the church pew, as we're rolling through the rolling through the, the parking, parking lot of the club <laughs> with the windows down, because you know it's summer, it's June, just graduated, you know, 17 years old, and I hear yo 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 yo, or we all hear yo yo yo, and so my best friend stops the car. We're approached by two guys, one who is Buddy. (laughs) Buddy approaches us, and he starts asking questions of all three of us. Now, mind you, I'm not competitive, so I'm really not trying, you know, um, and maybe that was the thing because I was kind of like indifferent. I don't know, but 
um, I did notice his eyes. Everyone that meets Buddy notice his eyes. What nice eyes. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, um, and then uh, after he talks to all three of us, he ends up asking me for my number. And I'm like, what? Oh, yes, yes, I won. I won, the... won the parking lot lottery. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I won the lottery, parking lot lottery. <laughs> so after a few days, he comes to pick me up to go out. And he's in this raggedy, like <laughs> 1970s Dodge Charger. I'm like, good thing you got pretty ass. <laughs> this little raggedy car right here. <laughs> but I get in the car and once again it's the whole one row front seat and we didn't wear seat belts back then and so I'm sliding and slamming into him slamming in the door because anyone that knows Buddy knows he's a crazy driver this dude drives like a bat out of hell I don't know I don't know I don't even know where that phrase come from a bat out of hell to, he drives like anybody day, out of hell it, it could be anybody out of hell it probably came from him. Probably anybody coming out of hell gonna try like like Buddy. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm slamming into him, slamming into the door, slamming into him. Um, and this, of course, reminds me of another situation where we were out on a double date after this first date. We were on a double date with a friend of mine, a friend of mine and his cousin. I think it was his cousin, if I remember correctly tried to hook them two up it didn't work but anyway um <laughs> we're fl- we're flying down the interstate going to dinner or movies or whatever it's, it's night it's you know dark whatever we're flying and he buddy's going 195 i don't know 295 whatever he's going down the highway and my friend who is very vocal she tries to ch- chastise him and tell him you're going too fast you know you need to do better blah whatever she's saying I'm like girl you got the wrong one got the wrong one not at all so what does he do like I said it's 10 o'clock at night or whatever time is late he pulls over on the side of the expressway and he tells her to get out he's like if you don't want to ride get out does she get out? Of course not. <laughs> she can't get out the car because it's 10 o'clock at night and we're on the expressway. On the highway. <laughs> so on the, yeah, on the highway. And I tell, I turn to her and I say, girl, just shut up and hold on. <laughs> he gonna get you there. That's one thing. Buddy is not gonna kill you. So relax your nerves. Sean and I are alive today. <laughs> we are alive. And he gonna we get are... you there a little early. You're gonna get there. One oh, piece. yeah, you're going to get there. Blood pressure there. might be a little high, but you will get there. <laughs> right, right. So anyway, we dated. You know, I dealt with the crazy driving, and I went off to school. Um, I went um, to Greensboro, to UNCG. Um, that's another thing. So every time he come to see me at school, he I want to say he got a ticket every single time. I don't know. He, I know his license ended up being revoked driving from <laughs> Charlotte to Greensboro. Oh, my ended God. Up getting a revoked license. But um, somewhere along the lines, you know, I conceived our son and um, 
and he, you can save your son he's, and he upgraded his car <laughs> oh my gosh yes i forgot about the upgrade thank you sure <laughs> thank you for the upgrade so yes he came to pick me up one day in the black maxima that he ended up uh taking back to buffalo so that's another thing. He was in the South too for a minute, J just not long, not long, <laughs> not long. He was living in the South uh, with his sister, which is how he met me. And then he went back to Buffalo and Sean will take it up from there from when he went back to Buffalo. But before he went back to Buffalo, he upgraded and he got the Black Maxima. Woo, Lord, everybody loved the Black Maxima. Yes. <laughs> but but I got to put that butt in there. The front plate on the Maxima <laughs> say, yo, bitch. Yo, bitch. Yo, bitch. <laughs> a young 17-year-old girl. What's wrong with that's that? The Negro you, that's the Negro you want pulling up in your driveway, right? At 17. <laughs> exactly. That's the Negro you want in your life right there. Yes, <laughs> yo, bitch. <laughs> but right now, if he pulled up to either one of our house, he would politely be asked if you don't get out of my yard. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I'll be like, if Negro, if you don't get out of my, out of my driveway. <laughs> I don't care. Learn. I don't care. I don't care what you're driving. I don't care if you're driving a Tesla. I don't care if you're driving, you know, a Maserati with your bitch on it. You get down to my driveway. <laughs> oh, the woes of being yes. young. Oh yeah, the woes of being young. But but yes. So I had my son, um, the firstborn, and thought I don't know what I thought, but hey, <laughs> he was still buddy. Still on to you, Sean. Well, Buddy moved back to Buffalo, as Shannon said. So she took you back to what, the 1986, Shannon, that was? We're going to fast forward to 1994. <laughs> and um, I'm standing at the bus stop on my way back to UB, which is the University of Buffalo. I'm in my sophomore year of college. And um, I see this black Maxima coming down the street. He was international pimping, right, with the um, Maxima. So I see the black Maxima coming down the street. I'm like, okay, that is a nice car because anything hubby drives, it's going to be clean. It's going to be clean right down to oh, the yeah. tires. Right. So it even was shiny. Raggedy 70s, even that raggedy <laughs> 70s. Hey, something. kept it clean. It was clean. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm standing at the bus stop and um, I see this car. And I'm like, it was a December day. It was quite cold, but the sun was out. Sun was shining really bright. The car was shiny, but it was just, it was cold. So I see the car and I said, you know, it's a nice car. I mean, I said it like three times in my head. And so the light is turning, uh, is turning red. And he yells at, he rolls his window down and goes, yo, what's your name? And I didn't like him approaching me with yo. So I said, yo, mama. <laughs> and he said, what? I said, your mama. And I turned my back. And when he rolled that window down, I was like, oh, my God, he is fine. He looked better than the car. But I wasn't going to let that stop me. I, you know, I was tough girl. I had, I, I, Shannon's the shy girl. That, I, I'm the spice of this thing. Shannon's the sugar. You know, I'm not right. having it. You're right. <laughs> I turned that's my back right. and he said, you're not going to tell me your name. I said, no. He said, that's cold. I said, that's life. He, as soon as the light turned, now he was going straight. He never had a blinker on. As soon as the light turned, he throws his blinker on. He turns left and up into the McDonald's parking lot, which is behind the bus stop. I'm like, oh my God. And he flew up in there so fast. 
it made me take my razor out and put it in my pants pocket because I said, I don't care how cute he is. This dude getting cut today if he come up with this craziness. So I ease my razor in my pocket and he walks up. And when he got out the car, I'm like, oh, my God, he is fine all the way down. So he walks over in this slow, cool walk he does. And I said, Lord, please help me slow down my heart. So my heart's beating fast. And he comes over. He says, so you're not going to tell me your name? I said, what do you need to know my name for? He said, I just want to know. I said, okay, if that'll get you up my face, my name is Sean. He said, why are you so cold? Why are you so mean? I said, I'm not mean. I don't know you. So you want to get to know me? I said, not particularly. And I said, Lord, please let this bus come. I mean, I want the bus to come, but I really don't. But I don't know what to say here. And sure enough, <laughs> God always answers me. Here comes the bus. I'm like, good. I pick up my bag and he goes, where are you going? I said, to get on the bus. He said, you going to leave me standing here? I said, you look like you can handle yourself. He said, wow. <laughs> he sits on the bench and crosses his legs. Oh, he crosses one leg over the other. I'm like, this boy is particularly good looking. So when the bus stops, he says, can you just give me five minutes? And I was like, oh, I mean, I wanted him to ask because I'm trying to play tough guy here, but I did not want to stay. So when he asked me, that was my cue. I signaled for the bus to keep going. And I said, wait a minute. I said, why do you want to get to know me? He said, I just want to get to know you. I said, why? Let me guess, because I'm pretty. He's like, you all right? I said, see, I knew I should have got on my bus. My first instinct told me he was a jerk. I should have kept walking. So I turned my back to him. And I just turned my back to him. I'm like, I'm just waiting on it. I'm not saying another word. And then a few seconds later, he goes, yeah, right now you need a little more time. When I turned around, he was smiling again. I said, oh, my God, I'm going to pass out at this bus stop. He says, well, I said, we can talk. I said, I already missed my bus. I said, we can talk for a minute. That'll, you know, get you on your way. He says, you want to go to McDonald's? I said, why? Do I look hungry? He's like, no, but the bus is gone. We can stand out here like two homeless people. We can go inside and eat. I said, I don't care for McDonald's because we was in the hood hood. I'm like, I don't patronize this McDonald's. I don't, yeah, I'm fooling around over here. I mean, I'm from the hood, but I don't just, you know, I'm just hang out in McDonald's and things happen in McDonald's on Bailey. I'm sorry, it's Bailey and Genesee. So, um, but Bailey and Delphi too, but definitely happened there. So he says, I can give you a ride if you trust me. I said, uh, he look all right. He wasn't that. Yeah, I think I can take him. <laughs> if it got real bad, I think I can take him. So <laughs> I walk to the car with him and um, he starts the car. So I take my razor out and I just put it in my hand. He goes, are you violent or crazy? I said, neither. Don't start none and won't be none. He just started laughing. He said, where are you headed? I said, I'm headed back to campus. He said, campus? I said, yeah, you be. He said, how old are you? I said, 19, as good as I want to. I told that lie so fast. I was, I know I said 21. I'm sorry. As good as I want to. I told that lie. Every <laughs> bit of 19. He goes, are you sure? I said, yeah, I'm 21. He's like, all right, well, let's, let's go. He takes me back. And surprisingly, Bailey's a really busy street. So he couldn't really drive as fast. I didn't get the crazy driving until a few more dates. So <laughs> I was blessed on that part. <laughs> Probably what ran me away. But anyways, we get right. to my college dorm and um, we talk a little bit. And um, I said, well, how old are you? He said, I'm 27. I'm like, oh, my God, because he didn't look a day over 23. I, w I gave him 23, which is why I lied and said I was 21. But when he said 27, <laughs> I said, this dude about to be my daddy. But <laughs> he was so fine and he didn't look it. So I said, you know, I, I could probably get away with a couple of days and just be on my way. That was the thought. Yeah. And that was the plan. Yeah. Just, you know, see what he see what he about. And sure enough, um, we talked until the sun went down. And he said, well, I'm going to let you go. I said, I have finals tomorrow. You know, I'll catch up with you later. Give me your number. I said, no, I'm not going to give you my number. I said, you can give me yours because I'm trying to concentrate on my studies here. I don't got time. He said, oh, I just want to be your friend. He gave me his number. I went home for winter break. And when I was at my mom's, I was like, I'll just call and check on him. 
I left the number at my dorm. I was devastated. <laughs> I was like, man. And I'm like, you know what? You are 19. You did tell a good little lie. So maybe that's, you know, it's just fake. Sure enough, I go back to my dorm a couple of weeks later, and he was standing outside of my dorm, leaning on his car. And I'm like, oh, my God. And my friend is like, is that the guy? I'm like, that's the guy. She's like, well, if you don't want him, give, me my, give him my number. <laughs> Boy, it's 27. He both are our daddies. So we laughed. And then um, he said, you know, you're a hard girl to find. I said, why? You've been looking for me? He's like, well, you know, I didn't hear from you. And that day he took me to out for pizza and we have been dealing ever since off and on drama we've had plenty of it but wow. baby mom and I never had any drama and um we dated for yeah. four years off and on women girls friends <laughs> buddy is a hubby is a mess <laughs> but we dated and um <laughs> we had a daughter mm-hmm. and um and then we were on one of our rough patches he went away and Shannon and I just got together and decided we were going to yeah. make sure our yeah. her son and my daughter were, were going to be siblings. It was going to be peaceful mm-hmm. because no matter what transpired between him, those children were siblings and they would always be siblings. And I think that was our exactly. connection because we decided to create a bond. And I think that's why it's worked so well all this time. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say that is um, going to be a little, um, I don't know, uh, troublesome for some folks, or they might say, well, what can we learn from you and Sean? Because there are going to be plenty of people that listen to this podcast that have had, you know, so much drama. And yes, we, we have gotten along, but I think our experiences, even outside, you know, Sean will be able to talk to you about other experiences she's had, and I'll be able to talk to you about other experiences I've had outside of me and Sean that, you know, still kind of play into the blended family because we've been attacked from all different sides, Um, you know, but for the grace of God, we 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 always got along. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And um, so if there are certain things that you can pick up from us, that's what we're here for. And now we're going to go into the segment of the red line. And that kind of um, falls into what Shannon was just speaking of. It, it's it's things that kind of create situations that that are prone for drama <clears throat> or, or a de- you know, it's just exactly. a, it's just a a breeding ground for drama. It's just things, red lines are just things that you just don't do in relationship, especially when the common denominator is someone else's husband, whether it be you're the mother of his, he doesn't have any children with you. When a man has a child, he has an obligation to that child for the, exactly. in, for the duration of that child's life, no matter how many wives he may get or, or not have. The problem is yeah. staying in your boundaries <laughs> to respect that child. So Shannon, do you want to read our red line for this week? Okay, here we go into our red line segment. So today our red line is um, about baby daddy who talks to the baby mama without the wifey's knowledge. Now what I feel from this, what I take from this, um, I was never comfortable with it. And I feel like there shouldn't be a situation where um, the baby daddy is talking to the baby mama without wifey knowing. Um, 
even if he's not, even if it's not wifey, say he's in another committed relationship and he's not with the baby mama, you know, there, there's, that just causes so much confusion in my mind. Um, I, I like things clean. I like to draw the lines and know where I stand and I'm sitting on this side, you're over there. So I don't feel like there should ever be communication. Well, I, I just, with um, while we get along, I got to just disagree on yeah. the point on the red line. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there are exceptions to that rule. Now, say if that child yeah. is injured or hurt, I, yeah. I don't need, yeah. I don't need my husband, husband's baby mama tracking me down to say, Hey, he's at the hospital. Could you tell? No, you call that. You call him yourself. That's important. That's something that needs to go straight past yeah. me. That's something he You're should right. be saying, Hey, You're right. you know, Shannon called, you know, Jay's hurt. I'm, I'm, the, the baby's hurt. I'm on my way. Okay. That, that's yeah, that, yeah. you know, I'm not going to be, Oh, yeah. where are you? Where, why she didn't call me. And you're going to have those wives who will do that. And guess what? You're creating, you're creating drama in your own home for no reason. That's you got to have, you got to have sense and sensibility when it comes to those things too. Now, also if the, the, the child is stranded, if that child, the father lives in San Diego and the son or daughter's in San Diego visiting their strand at the airport, the wife, I mean, the baby mama shouldn't have to call the wife and be like, would it be okay if he goes and get his child? Like it, it's exceptions yeah, to yeah. the rules. You know what I mean? But there, we there, as adults, are, yeah, we as adults mm-hmm. know when we're being messy and maybe you don't. And that's what we're yeah, here for. Yeah, that's what we're going to yeah. do these red lines and give the, you know, public op- opinion on how, you know, yeah. how these things can be and where you can write into. And Shannon, would you let them know where they can, you know, drop their um, red line submissions? Yeah. Yeah, but before that, though, um, one point you did make, Sean, um, about, you know, uh, you know, if your child breaks an arm or whatever. Yes, I, I'm totally on board with you that right. they there there should be some exceptions. There However, if it's already messy, though, <laughs> what if you're already in a truly toxic, blended relationship how would you deal with that if if you and I are going at it Sean and Shannon and I'm calling buddy for something even though the child might be hurt but I still feel like if it sounds like stirring the pot what do you think when it comes to a child there there is no pot that child if you as adults if we keep always remember that that child comes first it's up for the father to decipher right. and say, okay, he broke his arm, you know, thank ah. you for calling me. You don't need to call him okay. every five minutes with he, you know, he got an update. Let the father go to the hospital. What? Oh, all right, now they're home. Oh, he's sleeping now. And then 10 minutes later, oh, he woke up and got juice and got ice. Now you're making a serious situation messy. So right. you got to draw right. the line on what, you know, what it is. Because a child is always, exactly. the, the, that's the first and foremost factor, especially yep. a minor yep. child, you know. Yeah. So yeah. that's why that's what I think yeah. about. No matter if it's toxic okay. or not, that child is still his child. Right. I, I, like, I like what you said when you said yeah, I like what you said when you said the father is it's like that common denominator has to kind of keep the peace. Absolutely. It shouldn't be on Sean and Shannon. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. even though Sean and Shannon have done this on our own. You know, right. I know but in that, a perfect that's not world. always the, that's not always the case though. You know, all, we it's know not that. always the case. Yeah. What we have yeah. is not uncommon, but it's more common for the, the messy scenarios. And that's what we're trying to, right. we're hoping to eliminate and give some pointers to, and maybe troubleshoot some of those things. That's exactly. what we're here for. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So on to um, what Sean was uh, alluding to 
before I interrupted you. Sorry, sweetie. But um, the red lines, um, we are um, going to accept submissions um, each week or, you know, however you want to submit them. But each month, we're going to pick one winter, one winner um, out of the red line submission. Like, for example, this week, we our red line was baby daddy shouldn't be talking to baby mama without wifey knowledge. So anybody else in a blended family that have any other type of red line situations that they feel they shouldn't cross, submit them to us and um, submit them to wifey and baby mama at gmail.com wifey and babymama at gmail.com. And if we choose your submission to read on our podcast every third Thursday of the month, because we're only going to do one a month, but if your pod, if your submission is read the third Thursday of each month, you will win $100. Yes. So um, please submit your your red line submissions and uh, win your one hundred dollar gift card. It'll be a gift card um, um, that we'll we will that submit to you. And we guys want you to yes. submit them because we want, like I said, we this is an idea. This is something we came up with, but it's to involve everyone. So please submit them because we yeah. want to read them and we want to see what everyone else is going through and see if we can be of any assistance. So we will exactly. now move into the. Go ahead, Shannon. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, because our red lines may not be your red lines. Absolutely. You know, Sean and I, we got so many red lines. And, and you may come with us, come to us and say, nah, <laughs> we got something harder than that. So we're ready. So we we're ready for that. it. Yep, we're here to discuss and, 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 you know, and hash it out, hammer it out however we need yes. to. And now yes. we're going to move to the fictional family I'm feeling, Shannon. Tell us. Ah, the fictional family I'm feeling. Yes. So. The fictional family I'm feeling this week. The family is called the Upshaws. They are a fictional family on Netflix. It's a franchise starring Mike Epps, Kim Fields, and Wanda Sykes. Now, um, Kim Fields is wifey. Mike Epps, obviously, is baby daddy. (laughs) Wanda Sykes is the sister. Um, she is Kim Phil's sister. So baby mama, I'm not sure of her name, um, but um, there are quite a few baby mamas in the show, actually. But um, the one episode I'm going to talk about today that really um, spoke to me was a, an episode where Kim Fields, as wifey, went to get her hair done. And the baby mama of the oldest child just happens to be a hairdresser. And wifey Kim Fields needed her hair done, and there was only one place she could go in the whole state of Indiana. <laughs> um, she, she had to go to baby mama to get her hair done. So she goes to get her hair done, and um, as she sits in the chair, she turns to baby mama and she says, I need an apology. And baby mama turns to her and she says, For what? You need an apology because I had a child by uh, your husband, who I didn't know was your husband because he didn't say he was married. Or do you need an apology because I decided to keep my child and not abort it? 
Or do you need an apology because I asked the father, your husband, to be a father to this child that he created? Tell me, what do you need an apology for? And wifey turns to her and she says, just do my hair with such resignation and such, you know, um, I don't know, just a... I don't know if it was defeat. I don't I don't know if you want to call it that, but it just resonated with me and it spoke to me and then it just let me know that what she was saying when she said, just do my hair, just that one sentence, let me know that she was truly saying, we're here, we're in this, you're baby mama, I'm wifey, we have these children with this man and we have to hair. exist. We, if we're going to exist. Yeah, we are going to exist. Do my hair means we are going to exist in this thing. Mm-hmm. You have your role and I have mine. That's yeah. what, just do my hair. That one line speaks volumes. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So that is the fictional family I am feeling this week. And okay. we'll, we'll have another one for next week. Yep. We'll do those every week. Shannon and I will be bringing those to you. And we have come to the conclusion of our first um, episode of our podcast. We want to thank you Yay. for joining us. Yes. Thank you thank so you much, everyone. We hope that you would take this ride with us. And on next week, we're going to, um, we're going to broadcast every Thursday at 7.30 PM. We hope um that you come into our, you know, into our show. We hope that you share with us and that, you know, you take something from it and we look forward to seeing you. And this is our first episode. So forgive our nervousness, yeah. <laughs> forgive us, forgive <laughs> our jitters, but we will be bringing some real life issues and we hope that you are here to share that with us Yeah. until next Thursday. Take it easy. Until next time. Thank you all so much for joining us. Love you all until next week. Bye. I'm ready, baby mom.